Hi, I'm Camila Peebles, and this is Real Charlotte Living, a weekly podcast highlighting Charlotte area lifestyle, business, and real estate. Today, we're going to talk about estate planning. My guest today is Cassandra Strunk with Shepherd Law. Cassandra graduated from the College of William and Mary with a Bachelor of Arts degree and graduated with honors from the University of Tennessee College of Law with her Juris Doctorate. She's a licensed North Carolina attorney and started her career in family law and now focuses on estate planning. While estate planning can entail making difficult decisions, Cassandra is dedicated to helping her clients create an estate plan that works for them. Cassandra, welcome to Real Charlotte Living. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. This topic is so um, near and dear to my heart because a few years ago, I lost my grandfather and we were really close mm -hmm. and um, he was always someone who just gave good practical advice and the way that he left this world and the way that he left his um, affairs in order was like his final lesson yes. to me. So I'm really excited to have you today and to talk about estate planning, which some people may not find that exciting. But I was about to say, I'm glad you're necessary. excited to talk about it. <laughs> Most people aren't. <laughs> so tell us how you got into estate planning, Cassandra. So kind of similar to you, a life experience. So I used okay. to do family law. And then two years ago, February 2019, my brother actually passed away. Oh, wow. He had just turned 40, a month later, unexpectedly passed. Okay. Um, and I was pregnant at the time. Four months later, had my daughter. Yeah. And so, of course, being the only attorney in the family, <laughs> they all turned to me to kind of figure out how to do the probate process. He yes. didn't have a will. He didn't have any of that. You know, people just don't think about it. At a 40. So to yeah. go through that process and see the confusion of my family, them not knowing what to do, to also have to go through it personally myself for the first time mm -hmm. of trying to do the documents, trying to deal with the emotions of my brother passing, and yes. then my daughter being born, just thinking, what if something was to happen to me? Who's going to take care of her? How would the assets work if she's yes. just a little baby? So it just got me thinking a lot about that and making me interested in it and thinking, there's a different way other than being a family law attorney to, to help people. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of just started my journey into estate planning. Okay. And you're still technically helping, you know, families yes. and individuals. But so, okay, let's talk about what exactly is estate planning? A super basic answer to that. A basic estate plan would just be preparing of documents to kind of decide who's going to be in charge of your assets, who's going to inherit your assets, that type of thing. A longer, complicated answer to that would be <laughs> a better estate plan would deal with a whole bunch of scenarios. It would also deal with guardianship. It would deal with power of attorneys, medical power of attorneys, just durable power of attorneys for people handling financial matters. Okay. It would deal with um, funerals. Would you want to be cremated? Would you want to be buried? Um, just medical decisions, do you want to be on life support? So yes. a better estate plan would cover all those scenarios. But the simplest thing that people think of is just the, you know, a will or a trust or something saying my assets go to these people. Okay, okay, I like that. Now, why should someone consider estate planning? If you like having an opinion, <laughs> you should have estate documents. And if you just have 
people you care about, and that doesn't have to be family. It can be friends. It can be pets. It can be just organizations that you really care about and involved in. If you have any of that in your life, you want to do your estate documents. You want to make sure that you leave something to those people or charities or anything like that. unless you want the state to kind of have to come in and say who gets what and what percentages and you don't really have an option at that point. Okay. Um, So with that, what are, would you say are the benefits of planning Mm -hmm. and what are the consequences? The first easy thing is to think of the consequences. Like I just mentioned, if you don't make these documents ahead of time, the state's gonna decide everything. They already have their little list of who gets what and what percentages and that may not be what you want. Okay. Um, and plus, you know, everyone does think of their assets when they pass away, but just even a medical power of attorney. Okay. Um, who's going to make medical decisions if you're in a coma, if something happens like that? Um, do you have a belief or kind of an opinion about life support? Would you want to be on it? Um, also, yes, these documents are about you and kind of having your opinion and a voice when you're not able to express it, but it also helps your loved ones that you're leaving behind or in these positions. So by yes. not giving them some kind of guidance, it does kind of leave them wondering, did I do the right thing? Would this person approve of it? Is that what he or she wanted? Yes. Um, that type of kind of insecurity and maybe doubt that they think about later. Okay. So certainly you want to do these documents if you care about that stuff and you want to have that voice and you want to make sure that really you're putting the people that you care about and the groups and I, like I even said pets anything yes. like that that they're going to be okay and that you have that all planned out for them yeah I love that um I think about you know my grandfather's passing he had been preparing us he was a realist we're very like direct people yes <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're all gonna die I'm going to die, and here's my plan. (laughs) And he'd been telling us, you know, for years, just because he was older, that he's like, you know, my time is short and blah, blah, blah. Um, But the, and he ended up with um, bone cancer. Mm -hmm. And so was on hospice the last six months. But the, the most beautiful part was, He'd always been a very organized person. Mm -hmm. And so we knew where all his documents were. He had them in a box of, you know, here's the different policies. Then he had, of course, the safe deposit box. And that had, you know, some of the more important papers. Um, But I think, you know, the blessing in that organization and having a plan was that when he passed, we could focus on grieving right? and we could focus on, you know, honoring his life, kind of getting affairs in order. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't a complicated mess. Right. You know, I'm, um, I'm a realtor. I help people through different phases of life mm-hmm. and grief is, you know, is difficult for anyone. You don't really want to be bogged down in complicated issues like finances and I'll never forget because um, because it was so close and personal. I didn't handle, even though he wanted me to, mm-hmm. I did not handle the sale of his home. And the reason I did not is because I knew we were all grieving. It's family. It's emotional. And I see people get into fights and you know lose connections all the time. Yes. And I was like, I don't have time to be bothered with. That. Yes. But That's very the, true. That happens. But the agent, when we all met, um, met with him, he was almost in tears because he was just like, I can't believe 
how well you all are getting along. Mm -hmm. And it's because my grandfather had a plan and right. we knew what that plan was like for years, we'd known what the plan was. So there was no discussion. There was no arguing. There was no wondering. Here's what it was. We knew, you know, my aunt was the executor of the state. I was supposed to help because I'm sort of like the admin business person in the family, kind of like you're the yeah. attorney and everybody gets <laughs> you involved and stuff. But um, it just, it was so, um, for it to be such a difficult time, it was um, a smooth process. A smooth process, exactly. Right. Because we had, because he did that. So, um, my grandfather was the same way. He had yes. everything I think labeled. It's that generation. <laughs> Holiday <laughs> ornaments were even labeled. Everything was done. Yes. So, yeah, it makes it a lot easier. We cleaned to out his house way. in a day. Wow. When I tell you, like, that to me was the biggest. Yeah. blessing of it all but over the years he'd been purging mm -hmm. and he was just he didn't like to keep stuff like if you had something sentimental you better go get it yes it would be in the trash <laughs> he was that person anyway I digress <laughs> <laughs> no but that brings up a good point that how you're saying people fighting and everything that does help with estate documents being in place because everyone does think about people finding about the money and this and that yeah. and people then turning greedy or anything but sometimes it can be over the sentimental items. Yes. If you're a mom or something like that, and you always wear a bracelet, and you have two daughters. Maybe when you pass away, both daughters want that bracelet because they remember mom having it. And then they're fighting. And do you really want your daughters fighting about a bracelet? Yes. No, you want them to be coming together during that time period and everything else. So just kind of already having horrible discussions. No one, these aren't happy things. Yes. We're just saying, who wants the bracelet? Okay, if she gets it, you know, you can have the earrings. Then. Yes. And already getting those things out of the way that makes it easier. So it doesn't have to be the evil cousin coming out of nowhere wanting all the money. It can yes. just be, you know, siblings just wanting the sentimental stuff and not trying to be malicious about it, but just everyone wants the peace to remember that relative. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, when should you begin working on an estate plan? You're gonna laugh, but 18. 18 years old, okay. you should really I'm like, a lot of times it. we feel like, yeah, something <laughs> for older people. But then, you know, to your brother's yeah. life, like, you just never know. Yeah, and I say 18, just because I was saying earlier, the basic estate plan, people think of wills and their assets. Okay. But even 18-year-olds, while you may not have that many assets, I think more about during a durable power attorney and a healthcare power attorney. Okay. So you're 18, you're an adult. HIPAA comes into play. Okay. Um, I know we don't think of 18-year-olds really as being adults, but they certainly do. Yeah. So does the law. So just even, you know, many of us are used to our parents helping us. I'm sure yes. we have kids. We're used to paying things for our kids because they're 18. Sadly, they are not paying for everything still yes. on their own. So now suddenly, you know, the bank saying we can't do something or, you know, calling up a hospital and ask what's going on. There's going to be that red tape then just because you're the parent you may not know something right away. Yeah. So as soon as your kid turns 18, you do want to think about getting those, at least those two documents in place, a medical power of attorney and durable power of attorney. Okay. And what does, explain what each of those do, do, does. Yeah. <laughs> Get my words out. <laughs> so a medical power of attorney, that is assigning somebody to make the medical decisions in case you're unable to. You're okay. in a coma, something like that. Yeah. Um, and in it, you can also lay out what they can or cannot do for you. Okay. The durable power attorney, easy thing to think about is everything not medical, just your finances. So okay. it can be something as simple as your 
you know, before COVID and hopefully COVID going away, but your child's studying abroad during college semester. And in the meantime, you know, you're signing a lease. And when they get back, they have an apartment to start the new semester of college. Okay. So just being able to do that for them or okay. to pay some bills while they're over there studying abroad, something like that. Okay. Um, that's what the durable power of attorney can let the parents do. And that's, um, those are, I guess, living benefits. Yes. Or, Okay. Yeah. I've never even thought about that. But that's yeah, it. And so I know a lot of people who have kids who went off and studied abroad. Yes. So. <laughs> they have these situations come up. And you can make it um, immediately available. So, yes, when you're living, you're perfectly healthy. Somebody can go do those things for you. Um, or you can just say, I love my parents, but maybe I want them a little bit out of my business and just say they can do those things if I'm incapacitated in yeah. some way, which would mean a doctor saying they're incapacitated, so a coma, something like that, or okay. a court saying you're incapacitated. So more emergency circumstances, then your parents could come in and do something for you. Okay. So you can decide that level of power. Okay. Okay. You can't, so you don't have to give them total yes. control. Okay. Um, do you need to have a certain amount of money or assets to think about estate planning? I feel like, one, people think it's for older, and then two, if you've got a lot of money, yes. or you've got you know a big corporation, <laughs> then you need to have estate planning. Yeah, yeah I, I get that a lot. I don't have that much stuff, you know, they'll figure yeah. it out. Um, but that is the problem again. You don't have to have that much <laughs> money or a business or anything like that. You don't have to be older to do this stuff. Uh, if you have anything out, if you have clothes, you're going to want to decide what happens to that. Do you want to give it to charity? Do you want your family just to sell it? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to happen? Or if you have a pet, who's going to take care of your pet? Do you want to even leave some money for the person taking care of the pet to say, I know, you know, maybe vet visits, something's going to cost money. So here's some money to take care of my pet. Don't, please don't take it just to an animal shelter or yeah. anything like that. <laughs> so no, you do not need a ton of money. You do not need to be older or anything like that. Just... I mean, you have two cents in your pocket and you need state documents. Okay. Would you recommend anything in particular? I um, have a mix. My clients are in a mixed range of ages, mm -hmm. but I get a lot of um, sort of like 20, 30 something um, buying their first home mm -hmm. clients. What would you recommend um, as part of like that process or after they've purchased a home if they don't have anything? set in place already. Okay. So I will say, you know, I guess earlier, 18, they should already have stuff ready to go. Yeah, so yeah. it really doesn't matter what the age, that is a good time um, just because people feel like they're more of an adult when they get their first mm -hmm. place. So it is a good time when we're at the um, table doing the closing with them to say, well, now you're an adult. Yes. If you feel like one now because you finally bought your first place, um, continue being an adult and let's get these documents done for you because okay. you do have a major asset now. Yes. Um, even though you don't need a house to do it, this is a, a big thing um, to kind of decide who would get it when you passed away. Should yeah. they sell it? Um, if you were in the hospital with some kind of illness, who's going to be managing the property while you're in there? Yeah. Anything like that. So. Yeah, just all the documents would still need to be placed. It doesn't, you know, magically make any difference because someone bought a house. Yeah. As soon as they're they 18, needed it they before. need to think about Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they needed it before. But I would probably say that most of my clients don't have it and haven't yes. thought about it. And, yeah. that, and I'm just thinking as, you know, I'm only cognizant of it because of a life experience. Mm -hmm. um, but now I'm thinking, you know, part of my process needs to be talking to them about, mm -hmm. okay, let's, you know, let's look at the whole picture. Right. Real estate is one piece of your financial 
portfolio and, and family planning, let's look at mm -hmm. um, the estate planning aspect as well and yeah. kind of having people think about that because yeah. we do kind of think we're going to live forever, you know, not live forever, but it's like... It's down the road. Yeah. <laughs> Everything will work out. I don't yes. have that much anyways. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Um, I'm trying to think, are there any other, there are any other key things that you think people should um, consider that they kind of tend to forget about or? I would definitely just say, if you're not sure what kind of documents you need, just talk to an attorney, yeah. really kind of plan it out. Um, especially people who are thinking of having kids or have children, it's not automatically that somebody in your family or your parents are going to have custody of the children. So really do think about that. Okay. Um, but, you know, you may not need all the documents. You may not need a trust, everything else. Yeah. Um, so definitely just meet with an attorney and just kind of see where are you at in your life and what documents are going to work for you and which ones do you need in place immediately. Okay, which ones fit your circumstances. Right. And then as your circumstances change, yes. you probably want to, just like you would with your CPA, you mm -hmm. know, you update them on changes in your life. You probably want to update your estate planning attorney as well on yeah. any changes that happen just to make sure that you've covered all your bases. Right. I do tell clients if they had documents previously that I work on or once I do them, I just say once a year you do taxes. Everyone hates that. Also, no one likes to talk about estate planning. <laughs> so at the same time, you do taxes, review back through your documents and make sure they're still what you want. And that yeah. at least gives you that once a year check to make sure it still doesn't need to be updated. It's still good to go. <laughs> There's two terrible things out the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cassandra, where, how can people get in touch with you if they want to um, talk to you about um, estate planning for themselves? Yeah. Definitely call up our law firm, so Shepherd Law PLC, and just ask for me. Um, certainly, you know, we can have office conferences, phone conferences, whatever people feel comfortable with right now. Yeah. Um, just kind of work through the process. There is no, you know, time limit or anything, so it is a process. It is, you know, deciding who are the right people in place and everything, and eventually we're going to get there. It's not going to be fun conversations. The yeah. hypotheticals are not going to be yes. you know, very Got to have the hard conversations, conversations though. Yes. But those need to happen, and the whole purpose of that, even though it may not be the most fun process, is to make sure that later on it is a smooth process. Yes. It's still not going to make those events any easier, you know, emotionally or anything, yeah. but it's at least going to make it smoother for everyone. I love that. Well, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining me. us today. Everyone, um, thank you for listening. I hope you will take the time to think about your life, get in contact with an estate planner. These things are important. Have the hard conversations. We are all going to die. That's a fact of life. Like, I hate to tell you. <laughs> so get Very your plan together. Get your head out of the sand and make the re your survivors make their life easier. Make it better for everyone by having a plan. I'm your host, Camila Peebles. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get new episodes as they come out each Wednesday. And until next week, I'll talk to you then.